0: Roberts Robinson's Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. Well, that was ugly. We literally went from being excited about the start of college basketball season in the border war and potentially a very good game in Columbia, Missouri against a 9-0 Tigers team against the 6th-rated Kansas Jayhawks to do they really want to play all six games in this series? Do we have to watch All six games in this series. This was hideous from the jump as Kansas wins 95-67. Not quite as lopsided as last year, but a road whipping in front of a sold-out crowd that was amped and on fire at the start left more than a little to be desired. This is no longer a rivalry. This game does not matter in any way, shape, or form. Kansas will play much better teams than Missouri this year. Dennis Gates is off to a fine start as the head coach, of the Missouri Tigers. And there's reason for optimism going forward, but they're not close. I shudder to say it's the same thing with Kansas State, and we will find that out in due time. They're off to a nice start. They have a new coach. There's reason for hope, but they're not close. Kansas is the barometer. Kansas is always the barometer. Are you any good or not? Depends on how you play Kansas. Can you beat them? Can you play with them? Do you look like you belong on the floor with them? The answer for the Missouri Tigers the past two years with two sets of players and two different head coaches is emphatically, no. They don't belong on the floor with Kansas. And I literally was getting excited about this game because I just thought from all the way back in the day, historically, even when Missouri wasn't great, they'd get up for games like this They would play Kansas close. It would be dramatic and wildly entertaining and everybody would have a great time. And that was not the case. It wasn't even close to that. There is no old rivalry. There is no old magic. These players don't know it. They don't feel it. They don't understand it. Kansas, like a surgeon would have the precision in his operation, just dismantled Missouri. There was no oh, we hate these guys, oh, this is a rivalry, oh, this is a big thing. Half the battle for Kansas in this rivalry through the years was, okay, well, we know our opponent well, but we also know this is going to be a battle today. It doesn't exist anymore. Kansas just saw a roster full of lesser players and destroyed them. Everybody was a star for Kansas on this Saturday. Kevin McCullough had 21, Jalen Wilson had 24 and 10 rebounds. K.J. Adams had a career high. 19, but make no mistake about this. The star of this team, the future star, the best player on the Kansas roster is only a freshman. He is going, when, when, when Grady Dick does what he did in this game, you will not beat Kansas. Now, I know what you're saying. He finished with 16. He had 15 at the half. He didn't do anything in the second half. Oh, he didn't need to do much in the second half. This game, Missouri was dismantled. Okay, They were dismantled by Grady Dick in about a four-minute stretch in the first half. Pounding threes, dribbling under the basket, back up over his shoulder, off the glass. These NBA-looking plays that he has that seem so easy and so natural, you can't coach him. You see something special in this young guy. He doesn't even have any muscle yet. He's so young and undeveloped, he doesn't have muscle. Does he have hair on his legs? Does he have, does he have hair on his face? I don't know any of those answers. I just have questions. He looks like a junior high kid out there, but he's tall. His shooting stroke is incredible. And there is nothing harder in college basketball than a short stretch where one player goes off from three and tears you apart. And that's where Kansas pulled away in the first half. That was the difference in the game. When you think about it, the lead went from what? Anywhere from 15 to 28 after that, they got up, I think it was 40 to 21 at one point. They're up 19 points after Grady Dick has just unloaded with these three-pointers, the barrage. And it was like they couldn't find him. He's wide open. Every bucket was a swish. It looked like he was shooting free throws. There is nothing more painful in college basketball than facing an opponent who has a player do that to you. And it's not just the fact that it's three points instead of two. You can throw it down low. You can get alley-ooped. You can get dunked on and go, okay, that's just a bucket. Let's go back to the other end. When you can't find a player, when a player seemingly is just open all the time and making every three, it is completely demoralizing. That's what happened to Missouri. I don't know that anybody else's take on this game is going to be quite what mine is. Grady Dick is the best freshman I've seen under Bill Self at Kansas. He's had a lot of really good ones, but most of them have come with flaws. And you look at them and go, okay, well, he's got to get better at this. We see the talent. Yes, he's an NBA draft projection. He's this, he's that. And you see it. The Josh Selby's, I mean, all these different players through the years. You saw them all. You're like, okay, we see the talent. We know why the NBA is looking. But they never looked like a polished basketball player. It looked like a work in progress. Look, does Bill Self have complaints about Grady Dick. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he'd like him to play better defense or not do this or whatever it may be. But when you watch him, he looks like a finished product and he's a freshman. He has an unbelievable knack for playing basketball. It's very Mahomes-like. He's not quite as spectacular or magical as Mahomes is with a football, but you, get, you catch my drift. Every little thing he does is easy for him. When when a sport looks easy for a player, you know they're really good. And when Grady Dick got hot in the first half against Missouri, this game was over. And I know the other guys had great games. McCuller was great. Wilson had a big game. Adams had his best game ever. The stretch in the ball game where Kansas won the game was when Grady Dick went crazy in the first half. You could see it. You could feel it. You could taste it. The entire arena, the life was just zapped out of the building just ripped right out of there, just gone. These people were on fire. Missouri got down. I think they were down five or six or eight. Then they pulled back to five or six. We're like, okay, maybe they'll hang in there. And then boom, here he comes. One, three, two, three, three, threes, wide open swishes, and you're just sunk. There is nothing in basketball more demoralizing. We know college basketball is a game of runs. We know Kansas historically under Roy Williams and Bill Self, was, it has been a team of runs. Generally, what Kansas is known for is two things. They either boat race you early and you don't have a game, or they play the most ridiculous lockdown defense the last four minutes of a game in a tight game that's five points one way or the other. They could be five up or five down, four minutes to go, and you look up and you go, wow, in the last four minutes... The opponent didn't get a field goal. They made two free throws in the last four minutes. KU outscored them 11 to two and won the game. That's what KU does. Those two things. And on this Saturday, it was the former, not the latter. They just boat race Missouri and Grady Dick was just unbelievable. I, I can't believe he's a freshman, but he looks like one. He looks like he's 12. I I swear the dude doesn't have any hair on his legs. He's going to get bigger. He's certainly going to get stronger and faster and jump higher. I don't think we're going to recognize the man when he's in the NBA and he's age 25. We're going to be, wow, look at that freshman tape on Grady Dick when he was at Kansas. I was texting a couple of buddies yesterday. I'm like, this team can win it all again. They're not as deep as they've been. A lot of their bench players are either not as good or not as experienced. The experience part will take care of itself by March. But Grady Dick's a big part of this. It's December. Let's fast forward 90 days. December, January, February, March. Let's go forward to March 11th. What do you think Grady Dick looks like three months from now? I'm not talking about physically. I I don't know that you can add weight and muscle and all that in season. You're playing, you're sweating, you're burning calories. It's hard. But as a player, if he's this good this early in his tenure at Kansas, what on earth is he going to be in March? Is he one and done? There's a draft projection right now that has him 14th in the draft as a freshman. Clearly a special player. Clearly a special player and a different kind of player for Kansas. Kansas has always had either a really good point guard that runs the offense or lockdown defender, you know, a national caliber lockdown defender or a big man that they just score at the rim and wear you out because they just keep pounding it inside, pounding. This is different. This is different. And Wilson and McCullough are scorers. You know, McCullough's been a great player in this league for a long time. Wilson's, he's a score, they're both scorers. But then you add something that Kansas traditionally doesn't have. Kansas has had some nice three point shooters through the years, but they haven't had that guy that you are like, okay, here's the game plan. We'll take our chances with McCullough and Wilson, okay? We can't let that little white boy over there just chew us alive from three. Somebody get on him and stay on him and don't let him get his shot off. Kansas has had okay three-point shooters, but they're not really, I don't think people would recognize Bill Self's teams through the years and say, oh yeah, they're just three-point marksmen. No. That kid, holy smokes, is that a different element for Kansas? And can that young man play? And that guy is going to make so much money, he can't count it. Because every little thing he does looks exactly like they want in the NBA. Like everybody in the NBA wants that guy on their team. Woo. What a player. What a game. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm walking away from this thing, asking the question, do they want to play the other four games or do they want to cancel the series? Does Missouri really want this? Do they really want it? I, I asked it when they said they were going to go get the series. Do you really want to play? I understand wanting to play KU in football. Seems like a fair fight. Seems like a fair fight. This is not, do you really want this? When the conference realignment thing was heated up and Kansas was rumored, oh, maybe we'll go to the Big Ten. I got plenty of people I know that were K State fans saying goodbye. Let them go. We don't play them anymore. It's no fun. It's no fun to get sand kicked in your face at the beach. No, it's no fun. And I, do they renew this series? Do we have to play the other four games? I don't think, I mean, what what would the odds be? What would, if you were going to the window in Vegas to place a bet and the over under on this six game series for Kansas was five and a half wins, would you bet the over? I would. I'd bet right now KU wins all six of them. First two weren't close. Nothing short of a disaster for Olmazoo. KKHI Weekend is brought to you by Earth Effects Outdoor Living. Daniel Hanks and his team at Earth Effects have been in business for over 25 years. They love building beautiful hardscapes. Outdoor living is their business, whether it's landscape beds, retaining walls, fire pits, outdoor kitchens, uh, rock features, waterfalls, ponds. They do it all at Earth Effects Outdoor. A lot of you are thinking about, well, we're all investing in our homes because we're staying home more than we have ever before earth effects outdoor can make your home more valuable, more livable and more comfortable. Call Daniel at 816-215-9332. That's 215-9332 or log on to eeoutdoor.com. They also do regular landscape maintenance for you. If you're just wanting to put some shrubs in or get some mulch or if you want somebody to cut your grass all year or do a lawn maintenance program, Earth Effects Outdoor does that anywhere in the Kansas City area. Just call Daniel at 816 816- 215-9332. Online is easiest. eeoutdoor.com. That's eeoutdoor.com. And of course, Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers. My buddy GW over at Cornerstone is buying homes right now. If you have a distressed home, or if you've inherited a home, or if you have a rental property that you're tired of dealing with and you just want to sell it, Cornerstone Property Management can manage your rental property for you, or in many cases, they'll buy the property from you. All you got to do is log on to HomeWithCornerstone.com. That's HomeWithCornerstone.com. They put life back into tired homes. If you've got a house that's become a burden, Cornerstone would love to help you get free of that burden and make a house a home again for a new family. Log on to HomeWithCornerstone.com. That's HomeWithCornerstone.com. Appreciate Cornerstone Property Management and EE Outdoor for sponsoring KKHI Weekend. Now, a common theme from this week is echoed again on this Saturday as Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach of the Missouri Tigers football team, went parading through Mizzou Arena on Saturday with a sign directed at the Kansas bench that said five level one violations. He previously appeared on the Jim Rome show earlier this year, talking about Tennessee football. Jim Rome said, hey, you got like a 500 record in your first couple of years at Missouri. And he's like, wait, no, I don't. Tennessee has all these violations. They're going on probation. They're going to vacate their wins. I'm going to get at least another win, maybe two added to my record. Taking shots at Tennessee for cheating. I am all 101,000,000% for coaches speaking out against dirty programs. I am good with that. I am 1,000,000% good with that. Bruce Weber didn't do it enough. He's doing it sort of in retirement. Eli Drinkwitz clearly is saying to the world, I'll catch cheaters and out them. Did he look silly carrying the sign? I suspect Missouri fans liked it. He works for Missouri. Ultimately, he works for Missouri fans. That's fine. I would have loved what he was doing. I would have loved it and said, wow, that takes some stones. There's a guy rooted in principle and every other accolade I could come up with. Except he dodged playing Kansas in a bowl game. It was not the time and place this week was not the time and place to take shots at Kansas for Eli Drinkwitz. When you are afraid to play them in football, you don't take shots at them. I'm sorry. Was it Bush League what he did? Again, I normally would just be on the bandwagon and go, that's awesome. I'm so glad a coach did something like that. Bring it to light. Bring it to attention. I'm good with all of it. Maybe he's doing it as a distraction from not playing Kansas. I don't know. I just know for me, and I'm just one man, look, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just I'm just analyzing it from afar. For me, it, it wasn't a good look. It wasn't a good look. Not because he had the sign or said what he said. That could have been a great look for him. Here's why it didn't work. You're not playing Kansas. You dodge them. You're going to play Wake Forest. And your team lost by 28 points. Seems like Sour grapes. It didn't go well, I didn't think, just me. But it's sure making a lot of headlines and a lot of people paying attention to it. Pretty interesting day in college basketball. There was only one college football game. I don't know if you saw this or not. It was Army-Navy, double overtime. The Navy running back who had a big 70-some yard gain to get this thing into overtime, great player, fumbled at like the one-inch line in double overtime. Army got the ball. All they had to do was kick a field goal to win. He was distraught, like he couldn't get up off the ground on the sideline when the field goal went through and they lost. The Army-Navy game means more than any sporting event I've ever been to. It's ridiculous. These players, it it is unbelievable. You can feel it on the field. It's not high-level football. It's not SEC football. It's not. But my goodness, does it matter to the midshipmen and the cadets? It is something else. So it was the only football game of the day. There was a lot of college basketball, including, did you know Houston was number one? Houston is coming into the Big 12. Did you know they're number one in the country? Well, they were until Alabama of the SEC beat them. Alabama's only the second team in history before the start of the new year to beat two number ones. They beat North Carolina, which shouldn't have been number one. They got a bunch of losses. And Houston had been very good. Houston had a 15-point lead in this game. For Alabama, stormed back. Pretty impressive. Alabama has knocked off two number ones to start this college basketball season. That's pretty salty stuff. Pretty cool. It was more entertaining than the KUMU game. Woo. Was that a stinker? Um, okay, an NFL note. And we'll do NFL, obviously, on Monday's podcast with Stan Weber. We'll recap the Chiefs and everything that's gone on in the NFL. But on this weekend edition, we note that the National Football League has fined a couple of teams. And this involves... The Chiefs in a different kind of way. Chiefs played the Bengals last week. And we saw Cincinnati safety when they had 12 men on the field or having trouble substituting, about to get a penalty. We saw Jesse Bates, the third, fall to the ground like he was shot by a sniper. Down he went. He grabbed his thigh. Oh, I got a cramp. Oh, this cramp. They got him off the field. He came back in. He clearly was not hurt. It was fake. Everybody knew it was fake. He was laughing about it on the sideline. Well, they're not laughing now. Bates the third was fined fifty grand. The coach Zach Taylor was fined hundred thousand dollars, and the team was fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a uh, five hundred thousand dollars total, right? Five hundred grand. The Bengals were fined for faking an injury. The NFL is stating emphatically, do not do this. We are not soccer. We will not be soccer. You will not do this. So the Saints had the same thing happen. They got fined 550 grand for very similar situation in their game. Loud and clear, the NFL has said, don't do it. These fines are real. They generally go to charity, a fund that helps. It used to be the United Way and whatnot, but they've got different charities the NFL works with. A lot of it goes to the players fund, the, the blood money they got for anthem kneeling when they held the, the league hostage and said, we're going to kneel for the anthem unless you give us billions of dollars to give to charity to our social justice causes. And the NFL, of course, caved and did that. So I'm sure that's where this money will go. But still, they really do find these people. The team really has to write the check. These players and the coach have to write the checks. It hurts. Don't fake an injury. It's one of the best things the NFL can do is loudly and clearly Tell the participants in this league, don't fake it. Don't even think about it. We're not going to be that. I applaud that. And you know what? If it doesn't work, if P- if teams start doing it and paying it fines, they'll, they'll take draft choices. They will. They'll say, we find you faking an injury. We're going to take a draft choice from you. That'll end it. That will end it in a hurry. If money doesn't end it, a draft choice here or there would absolutely end it in a heartbeat. Again, thanks to our KKHI Weekend sponsors, eeoutdoor.com and Cornerstone Property Management online, homewithcornerstone.com. Let your rental work for you. These folks will manage it for you. If you're tired of the headache, you can't collect your rent, you got bad tenants, they sort through all that and do it all for you for one low fee. Cornerstone Property Management and Homebuyers, homewithcornerstone.com and Earth Effects Outdoor online at eeoutdoor.com. Proud sponsors of KKHI Weekend.